0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson.
1: And welcome
0: to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. He's Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going well. We're back talking Dynasty Fantasy Football Super flex, tight end premium, mock draft. Uh, if you aren't familiar with the first episode, stop what you're doing. Go back to yesterday's episode, which we covered only rounds one through three, because we really went in depth on each pick yeah. on those ones. So we'll do a little bit of that here going forward for these next couple rounds, and we'll get a, we'll start
2: slowly picking up the pace. Slowly. And then we're going to get to lighting round. This <laughs> is part two. <laughs> so this all. is part
0: two. So I, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that show. Um, and we're going to pick up right here. We're in the fourth round, pick yeah. 401. Matt is on the clock. Ooh, on His the clock. previous picks were Jordan Love, Brock Purdy. And right before this pick, you have back to back picks when you pick at 112. Yes, you do. Was Jalen waddle, waddle. And we'll refresh you what we had as we get it. We picked tires. beforehand. If you're following along on YouTube, you can see the board. If you're not and you're looking at listening to the show via the podcast, via your radio or anyway, or headphones. We will share the link on Twitter sure. with this to Sleeper with a draft board. Visual aids. It. So you can visually follow along it and go into the league, which is on Sleeper, our friends over there. which Also, check out the Sleeper Mini, where the Dinosaur GM is built into the Sleeper are. app.
1: Warn, warn, warn.
0: So at 4-1, Matt, your team currently consists of two quarterbacks,
1: Jordan Love and Brock Purdy. Jalen Waddell, where did you go at pick 4-1? Attention, Dynasty nerds. Want to play Dynasty like a pro? Check out FFPC, where serious Dynasty leagues have thrived since 2010. You can dive into a world of over 1,500 leagues, with stakes ranging from $100 all the way up to an elite $5,000 league. FFPC isn't just a game, it's a community. With unique formats like Triflex and year-round trading, it keeps the fantasy spirit alive all year. Here's my favorite thing about FFPC Leagues. They stand the test of time. They've never had a single Dynasty League fold thanks to their orphan season. When you join an FFPC League, you can count on it staying around. They've conf- completely revamped their Dynasty for Sale pages now on the web and app, making it easier to scout and snag the perfect dynasty team. Have you ever dreamed of turning a diamond in the rough into a champion? FFPC Orphans offers that exact thrill. Join the ranks of savvy managers at FFPC. Use our code NERDS for twenty-five dollars off. Visit myffpc.com. Explore the dynasty landscape. Find your next challenge. The FFPC, where your dynasty journey begins. Remember, that's code NERDS for your special discount on your next league.
0: Guys, I got to tell you about my friends at Underdog Fantasy. Right now, they have the pre-NFL draft 2024 best ball is live on Underdog. Draft your favorite rookie sleepers you've discovered in the Dynasty Nerds film room playing $3 contests all the way up to $1,000 contests. Draft your team and never worry about setting a lineup. You need to get in on this action ASAP. Sign up at Underdog with the promo code NERDS. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 for new members only. And yes, Dynasty Nerds is still giving new users new users, a free NerdHerd and Dynasty GM annual bundle membership with your deposit of $10 or more at Underdog by using that promo code NERD. So you get all our tools, all access to the NerdHerd by putting a $10 deposit down in there. Your Dynasty Nerds promo code will be sent by email within 48 hours of sign up. New members only. Must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.ncpgambling.org In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789.
2: All right, 4-1. I, I decided to dip my toe in that tight end water. and uh, This was not the one I was expecting to go second off the board. No? It was not.
1: So I, I Not that it's a bad pick at all. Yeah. just wasn't the one I was expecting.
2: All right, so I, I went ahead and picked Dalton Kincaid. I, listen, end of the year... I think we've seen some special things with that connection between Josh Allen and Dalton Kincaid. It hasn't been as consistent, and it wasn't throughout the entire season like Sam Laporta's um, production. But I, I do think now going forward, we're going to see a lot. I think they're they're going to be a little bit closer than their end numbers would indicate. How about that? Um, and, and Dalton Kincaid just a special player and a guy that has some Travis Kelsey. Listen, no one's Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey is his, his own man right. and he's going to be very hard to get, but he does have some movement skills and some run after the catch type of stuff that um, Travis Kelsey does have. So Dalton Kincaid is my pick here at four one. I wanted to to get in there before rich got a chance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and in non tight end premium leagues, non tight end premium, which is his tight end premium.
2: This is tight end. Premium.
0: This yeah. Is tight end premium. Here was Dalton. Kincaid's PPR points from week seven on. So week seven, 15.5, 17.5, 16.1, 16.1, 10.6, 8.8. He had a bye week, 7.1. They didn't play. Then only 1.7, but then 12.7, 15.4. Yeah,
2: there was a a little dip there right at the end of the season. But
1: even seven and eight doesn't kill you at tight end. It doesn't help you like you want it to. It was really only that one week that killed you. Yeah. So, and you're so you're pretty much talking there. And a the tight end premium league, he's averaging you
0: right around almost twenty points per game. That's why receiver one numbers essentially to give you a kind of idea for when you go to tight end premium. Yo, um
1: wait—he's averaging twenty points per game. Where'd you get that? Well, it was,
2: well, well, he he put, he put the premium on. He was looking at oh, non with the premium. He's okay, looking at non premium yeah. I was like, then put the all premium of those were in the teens,
1: and now we're averaging twenty. No, no. So yeah, okay. I
0: mean, if you right. had that extra half point per part. reception, which he'll he'll still see heavy target shares. He's getting closer to that eighteen and a half to gotcha. twenty point per game. Uh, point total, yep. and you're talking now on average. I mean, CeeDee Lamb averaged 23.7. He was wide receiver one overall. Mm-hmm. Tyre Kill, 23.5. On Ross Saint Brown 20.7. Those, and then outside of Keen Allen, who averaged 21 and a half points, nobody averaged over 20 points per game. So now you're talking like Puka Nakua, right? Puka Nakua was wide receiver four overall in a year, rookie mm-hmm. sensation. His point total average, and he was consistent throughout the whole year, 17.6.
2: And 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 listen. Gabe Davis is there. He's going into his free agency year yep. now, right? Stefan Diggs, who knows what the heck is happening there? We, talk, um, we talked
1: about him a couple weeks ago. Did it's, you? I didn't
2: I didn't hear it. What was yeah. your guys' analysis of, of Diggs going into the offseason here?
1: He was originally his, his sell, sell high, but we kind of talked him out of it because he's been depressed in value so much right now. Okay. But he I, is like, like – Everybody's trying to jump. But, jump. He, but he said midseason I would still look to sell. It's – he fell, a, he
2: fell off hard he fell off hard he seven week week seven on yeah it, and it's there's been so much smoke in the every single off season. it feels like with them in, in in Buffalo I feel like this is one of those things that is going to end sooner rather than later you know Good. what I mean you never I, I, I haven't looked at the contract
1: it would be a tough one to get out from we did look um, real tough. Be
2: tough
0: the best out they have is after this year. Um it, going to the, have like a $13 million dead, dead cap hit after this year. This year, there's no way it's yeah. 30 million. Like he's locked in. There's a 0% chance he goes anywhere. But after this year, they could probably eat about 13 million.
2: Okay. I believe uh, this right. year. I checked. I had all the yeah, numbers.
0: Yeah. I had all his I'm, I'm, I, numbers. It was 30 million. He, I didn't
2: even bother checking because in the back of my mind, I, I know I have looked at them and I thought it was something that they really couldn't get out of. But who, I mean, who the heck really knows? You know what I, I mean? It's $30 million, can happen. Okay. Yeah, this year, 29.75.
0: So, but, but Ben Kinkade, you know, look at those numbers, you know, overall for where he finished and his value. It just, it, it gets me really excited. Again, during doing this during his rookie year, for how long he's been playing the actual position or playing mm-hmm. football as a whole, makes him a very exciting prospect. And he's not cheap, but again, what looks like an overpaid tomorrow today could be an underpaid tomorrow. It's true. And Don Kincaid fits in that perfectly. And I love that you went up and got that guy because if he was there even remotely, I was praying somehow, some way this round that Kincaid or TJ Hawkinson would fall to me. And what, the good
1: news sorry. for the listener is we're gonna take 10 minutes every player for so, so,
2: so this is like gonna be like a four hour episode. So hold so hold on. Before we move on from Stefan Diggs, his his 2024 20, numbers are he's got a $31 million dead dead money, but he's got 20, he's got a $27 million cap it. So it's not as I know, but if you're going to eat the 31 million, just pay him the 27 million it, and
0: Brandon Bean already came out and said, he's our wide receiver one. Don't yeah, worry but about
2: it. You could, you could post June 1st that and split it and, and make money on the gap. That's, that's all I'm going to say. They can, if they want to, way.
0: I feel like this is the last year. Stefan Diggs is in Buffalo.
2: I, I agree I with think that. I will probably be here. This I year. agree with that. But if, if this off season, there's more, like he talks about Brandon Bean's mama. Something. If something happens, it, it could be this year. And Grandmama? Could, exactly. <sighs> Don't grandma cross those mama. lines.
0: Not, not my, not <laughs> Oh, my kids call my grandma, their grandma Nana. Nana.
1: Nana.
2: Nana. Nana or nan-naya? Nana?
0: Nana. Nana. Poppy and Nana. Gotcha. Shout out, Poppy and Nana. Huge, uh, huge, huge with assist.
2: All right, so. <laughs> next on the clock. Next is on the Jared. clock is is Jared at 4.2.
0: He takes Jonathan Taylor which you, now this tells me 100% I feel very comfortable that I got Marvin Harrison Jr. Correct. Yeah, and now I have definitely. it now. that Pick of one three in the second round makes me feel very comfortable that now I could pivot mm-hmm. based off that pick. So like I, don't, I no longer know it's Drake May. I have two stud receivers in my eyes projected in Marvin Harrison Jr. and Garrett Wilson. So he takes Jonathan Taylor. Then rookie pick one five goes next. Then Trey McBride. Then Kyron Williams. Then TJ in to Peter, which I love this pick. This, this is, is kind of like pick. when Christian McCaffrey got hit, hurt and his value dipped where you can just get him for like a first. You're getting, in my eyes, what was just two months ago the number one overall dynasty tight end in my rankings.
1: Was, was this the player the that round. you thought I'd be taking there? Um, I, I thought it would either be him or Andrews okay. that you would be taking there. Uh, but honestly, there you can make a case of, for any one of the next four guys.
2: They, there are really... Listen, those guys are pretty close, right? I mean, mm-hmm. all, all three of those tight ends. Um, it, it boils down to Kincaid is young. He's not coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. And these <laughs> other guys, they're getting up there in age a little bit. And, and you know, TJ Hawkins is still pretty young. But um, they, they're just getting a little nicked up. I mean, Dalton Kincaid's time will come. He'll get nicked up. and sure. hopefully, that's, there, hopefully that's not Not
0: my it, homemade cooking, he won't. <laughs> It's a war of attrition out there. Hopefully, hopefully, that's not for another three or four years. So, whatever. So after Hawkinson goes, Brandon Ayuk, then Mark Andrews, then I'm on a clock here, and this was a player that I knew I could probably get right around here, and it was Deshaun Watson. You
1: know, still twenty. I think everyone saw this one. Coming. Yeah, uh, <sighs> yeah.
0: But on a billboard, and you know, he's only 28 years old, still locked into that contract for the foreseeable future. And They'll the keep good, pushing that money and, down the, field. and the good
2: news is they got Ken Dorsey to make him worse. You calm,
1: down. <laughs> you calm down over there. Um, Just like you did Josh Allen. <laughs> Yo, Speaking I, of worse, did you see Arthur Smith going to Pittsburgh? Today? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Another Canada.
0: Canada. <laughs> Run it back. Oh I, saw, I saw somebody tweet out. They were like, great hire uh, Arthur Smith. Week one, Calvin Austin. Nine targets. Book it. Like so yeah. along those
1: lines. The only person I'm excited about is all my Najee shares. Outside of that, not excited. Yeah. Yep. So
0: I take Deshaun Watson. He's my quarterback too. I feel pretty good on the upside here, still with the weapons they're gonna put around him. Uh they're they're gonna try and open his passing game. It's still a good team, still good offensive line. Deshaun Watson. Will he come back? I don't know. But you know, when you talk about love, you know, love brings you to tears. mm and Deshaun Watson's still in the same tier as I had some of these other quarterbacks. So I went with the one that with a love in my hometown team. I felt pretty good about this to press value. He hasn't done anything. Um, QB one upside here to go with my You're other quarterback. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking for consistency here. <laughs> he's, and he's so consistent. 2021 and before. Not consistently you know, From done. high school until about 2021. We're talking about a very consistent very high-end consistent. quarterback. And then this uh, is
1: Anthony Richardson levels. Yeah, of things got
0: real gross. It took a turn for the worst, but here we are, and I'm pot committed.
2: <laughs> Listen, man, you
0: got my guy. It's a bad,
2: bad pick. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> oh. Mo- moving
1: on.
0: After that, it went Devon Achan, and then Garrett. You're on the clock at four eleven.
1: I am on the clock at four eleven. This is this. I don't hate my pick here. I you don't sound
2: here. like you love it though, but.
1: I kind of wish I would have taken the player that went next because I think I could have gotten both. But apparently Tristan loves Michael Pittman Jr. and I didn't realize that. So uh, I ended up taking DJ Moore. Part of that was I have him and Michael Pittman neck and neck. The reason I took him is in case I can get that stack with DJ Moore, Justin Fields. Yeah, I wanted the opportunity for the stack there. Uh, Stacks don't matter too much, but if it naturally falls in, I'm cool with it. I prefer that, but I'm not going to, it's a best ball thing. Yeah. But I'm not going out of my way to make it happen, but it's a receiver thing. You want to stack your defensive back. In in retrospect, I probably would have rather had Michael Pittman jr. So I am a little bummed about that, but I still feel really good about DJ Moore. He looked really good this year. He was really consistent. um, Especially when Justin Fields was, was, was throwing the football. So
0: he's, he's, he's an elite receiver in my ass. He's He's so good. I'm a, Always have been. I have so I said this on the podcast a ton. I have so many DJ Moore shares, it's not even funny. And, and even, yeah, even that's come around.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Listen. Did you come? I was around. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ,
0: man. There's just some things you don't talk about on a podcast. <laughs> that,
2: that is from a movie for those of you that don't know what Rich is talking for, about. For what it's worth, DJ Moore was wide receiver six this year. He had a fantastic I, I am season. coming around on DJ Moore. He did look good this year. What, what did he end up, you said? Wide receiver six. six. Six, yeah. Pretty sticky the way you're talking. And I was slow to come around <laughs> on Stefan Diggs. And now he's a bum. And... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> Just it takes you, last four years. takes you four years <laughs> to come around a player and putting up a high-hand wide receiver one
0: number.
1: You know, so, guys, I finally come around on Steve Young, but now he's a bum, so... so no, my
2: <laughs> whole point was... So it's probably... I mean,
1: guys not done anything in years.
2: It's so. Guys, right. I hate to say it, but I don't think Julio Jones <laughs> is going to be
0: a wide receiver one in 2024. My as old soon old. as I
2: came around on him. My whole point is... Jeez. My whole point is... <laughs> <laughs> Pump the brakes in the DJ Moore love because when I'm slow to come around on a wide receiver, by the time I get there, it's usually when the fault, the bottom just <laughs> drops out. That's all I'm saying. So expect uh, another year at tops a DJ Moore production, and then uh, he is win win. I was gonna say Justin for being Fields the wide
1: receiver guru. When Rich and I are in lockstep against you, so far we're two for two. I'm just saying, so far two for 2 Well, just it's about you
0: learn as we talked about. It. So now you know. Yeah, no one yeah. the battle. Go Joe hey guys let me tell you about our friends at sleeper guess what our app is the mini is live on sleeper right now the dynasty GM. you use the analyzer you can use the uh the the trade calculator and my favorite thing is the inbox right where all your trades from all your sleeper leagues right there you can actually push trades through the actual sleeper app and Right now, we could be more excited to be partners with them. And right now, if you don't know, they are doing DFS. And I know how many people that play Dynasty play DFS as well. And right now, there's not a better place to play DFS than Sleeper. They're offering up to 100 times your entry, the highest payout in the whole DFS market Right now, you can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. All you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live, in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than predicted stats, and only on sleeper, you get up to 100 times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way. No, um, no way. And <laughs> get your deposit match and Friendly. have a good time. you have all your DFS all of your fantasy leagues, and now even a Dynasty GM in one spot is fully operational inside Sleeper right now. And then when you're a nerdhern member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check out our friend Sleeper. Check out a DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate <laughs> <set>. <laughs> Um, And then after DJ Moore, it up. went Michael Pittman, Tristan Cook. Uh, at the turn... At five one, where'd he go,
1: Garrett? Yeah, he went with Saquon Barkley here, uh, which I don't mind that pick. He is a guy that's getting a little up there in years. We just haven't quite seen the elite production. However, he is a free agent. He's a free agent. We yeah. could see something interesting happen there. So uh, this is this is when I this next pick is when I realized I need to even though I just updated my running backs, I need to update them again.
2: Yeah, it is a pretty constant type of thing
1: because. Even from when we did our tiers, I had Spears at running back 12. And I had him really high. You I'm had him like, at Well, you had him at 11. You had him one spot ahead of me. Really high. Really high. And I look at
0: <laughs> But I also really had him in that next tier too and I explained why. You did. And this yep. is why. This is why I had him
1: here. But at the time, I had Kenneth Walker ahead of him, I had ETN ahead of him, I even had
2: Javante Williams ahead of him and one I'm, other guy I thought I'm, I'm blanking out on who who they hired there in Tennessee. I'm having like one of those. Moments. Uh, Callahan. Brian Callahan, Callahan the, the right, OC right. from we go.
0: Yep, yep. Cincinnati. First coach hired. Uh,
2: right. He was, yeah. That's why I can't remember
1: because it was such a long time ago. It was ago. such a long time <laughs> ago. Uh, and and I went with with, with Spears here at 5-2. And this was probably the one that on the surface was a reach. Because ADP-wise, I could have waited two rounds. But we're drafting A with Rich, who also loves Spears, yeah. and his two picks behind me. Which I'm guessing you might have gone that route. I eh. I would have gone that route. Yes. Okay, if he was there, I was taking him. He was which, my target. which shows that you even need to update as well because you used to have Kenneth Walker out of him, and you said you would have taken Spears out of him. Same tier. Okay, all right. Uh, but all that being said, you know uh, that means I have him somewhere around running back seven, eight, and I had him at twelve. So I need to even do another update. Now, granted, of all of my picks, this is probably the riskiest one that that I that I made. He has eyes. he has not proven to be this guy. Whereas all of these other players that I've taken before that have been top guys at their position at one point or another. Spears hasn't. Yet. But with the when you look at after you get past Walker and ETN, the running back position gets really really ugly really really fast. Whereas there's still a lot of good wide receivers left. So for me, it. Might have been a reach, but it was a worthwhile reach, and I would do it again.
2: So
0: I love, I love the pick, so
1: yeah, I would take it. Them.
2: It's a good pick. I, I had something uh, in my head to say, and then you, you kept going, and it went away. So <laughs> I've learned from Rich. You just keep talking, and then nobody's got any rebuttal. That's
0: my rule of thought. And then when I get done talking, you repeat yourself exactly what you said before to reinforce your whole point, even though you just said it and you throw in a couple more sprinkles. Uh, uh, that it, it'll come back. Other people might think are funny, and other people fifty percent won't. But hey, that's why your name five is picks
2: from now it'll come back to me.
1: There we go. I'll, all right, Devonte Smith went next. Which who was he? Was the other player I was kind of considering with sure. Spears? Uh, so it was going to be one of those two guys. So I think that was a good pick there by C. Polly. And then Rich, you're up.
0: Yeah. So I was like, man, if Devonte Smith comes to me, I'm going to be in a real tough spot here because I'm looking at this position just like you. I look to all the teams to my right. And the, between, so we're in pick what here? Uh, pick five, four. So I am pick four. So eight other teams to my right. Out of all those teams, combined running backs taken for all those teams? Two. All eight, <laughs> five, five rounds. Two. Two. Yep. So and I was like, man, this is about to get real ugly real quick yep. at running back. And I was like, man, if Smith is gonna be there, like I don't it gets to be hard for you to pass. But Kenneth Walker was like that lat him and ETN were like those last two running backs. And I still don't know if I love ETN long term. And I was like, this is it. Kenneth Walker is like the last running back I feel comfortable with as like oh, and that's even like as a low-end running back one, because this is somebody who's still real young, only 23. I know he finished the year as running back 19, but he did average 13 point nine, 13.3 points per game. He had nine out of 15 points, uh, nine out of 15 games over 10 points. He averaged 13. And like, when you look at his numbers compared to last year, which he was a dynasty darling, he averaged 13.5 fancy points per game in 22. He averaged 13.3 this year. So it wasn't that much Almost of a difference. Season. You know, his yards per carry dropped a little bit uh, by 0.5 from 4.6 to 4.1. And, but besides that, I mean, he was still involved a little bit in the passing game, just a little bit. 7.7% um, per, uh, target share his rookie season. That came down just a little bit. But even what I want to see is, like, how does Zach Charbonnet look when he was a starter? And Kenneth Walker looked better than Charbonnet. Now, I know they got a new coaching staff I was coming say, in. We don't, uh,
2: we don't know. Everything's kind of out the window now yeah. with that. Well, we don't know. Yeah.
0: But that being said... Can sa- hurt us in
2: this point. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that being said... Um, like I still believe the talent would trump out, and Kenneth Walker will be the guy and there, and it could
1: be a boost for him. I mean, this this new coaching staff could be more of a hey, we'd like to feature one guy. So and if if Walker's that guy, then it yeah. could be a huge boost. But it, yeah, there's there's definitely some risk involved.
0: And I thought about here, I was like, man, I can get Bryce Young. You know, I I know I don't love him, but he's a one one quarterback, uh, first overall pick. He's got time there. Mm-hmm. They bring uh, uh, Brian uh, Canales in from Tampa Bay as their head coach. Mm-hmm. Like he did real good with Baker this year. Drake London is intriguing for me there, but I was like, dude, I can't, I know where it's going to go. If I don't take a running back here, I won't have any running back. Like my running back would be like Rashad White is running back one. I feel really right. gross. So I took Kenneth Walker.
2: I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good pick. If, if, if you're in this scenario and you say what you said, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, there's these two guys on this coaching on this team that doesn't even have a coaching staff right now. There's a lot of unknowns, but I like this guy's talent. And if, if you have that strong feeling like this guy above this guy from a talent standpoint, well then that, that's the guy you should go out on a limb for and, and, and make this kind of pick. Cause I do feel like you're, you are going out on a limb because there, there are safer guys. There is tra- Travis. Etienne's out there. He's likely a safer guy
0: I said, and for I, next year. Yeah. For next I, year. And I, I love, I said, I love Walker's, they can run between tackles, but I love his outside ability. I love the fact that he can make players miss consistently. We saw his rookie year. He was number two overall as a rookie and making a defender's miss. He was 12th overall this year. So this is something that goes out there. He makes plays where ETN more of a get the guy ball and kind of go sure. Walker to me is more of a complete running back. And,
2: and I like Walker more as well. I'm just saying, I think there's a little bit of unknown. With, with Kenneth Walker.
0: Sure. The, 100%. Anything you're a new coach of staff, there's unknown, but I always believe in talent rises to the top. Yep. And that's where I believe in Walker. And I said the same exact thing when I drafted Zach Charbonnet. <coughs> and I bumped him down drastically to the back end of the second round. And people were like, What are you doing, Rich? Are you insane? And then we had Tajay Spears in the first round. And people were like, Oh, the nerds are idiots. The nerds are idiots. I got Tajay Spears in the first round, Zach Charbonnet is sitting in the back of the second round. And I was like, Yeah, because Kenneth Walker is a significantly better running back. And Tajay Spears is a really good running back, better than Zach Charbonnet is, anyways. And Derrick Henry's old. So, yeah, of course it is. You're looking at this as a nearsighted uh, game, and I'm playing Dynasty Fantasy Football. i playing 40 chess, baby. And, and look, and here we are. A year later. Less, less, Less than a year. 10 months later, and you ask <clears throat> anybody in this dynasty community at all, who would you rather have? Zach Charbonnet or Tajay Spears? 100% that weren't, Should be. weren't playing games would take Tajay Spears. Yep. If you could take Zach Charbonnet or Kenneth Walker, I would assume... Ninety percent of the people would take Kenneth Walker.
1: I would agree with that. So that's where we're at. Uh, that's so, why you listen to Dysoner's podcast, suckers. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, next one, Debbie to Dynasty took Drake London, then our second rookie wide receiver off the board, Rashi Rice. Yeah, don't the mind. Second it. one. Yeah, I like uh, that pick. I I don't either. I yeah, electric it's with the ball. It's the crazy race. to see how far he's come. We had then a run of three quarterbacks but not necessarily the three quarterbacks I would have assumed. There no, was a guy I agree. we already touched base on, Kirk Cousins happened later. I would have thought he would have gone actually before this group for me. Uh, I have him in the same tier as Goff and Watson. So this, it was a little bit surprising to me, but we had Bryce Young go, then Baker Mayfield, then Will Levis. Uh, you know, all of those have some varying levels of risk. The the Levis one especially uh, that Harbaugh took That one scares me with the new coaching staff. They like to get their guy typically. Second round draft. Second round pick, not a first round pick. So could he end up being their starter? Absolutely could. Mm -hmm. But in the fifth round, I need a little bit more safety than that person. And his quarterback,
0: one's Lamar Jackson. He went the two tight end route. So he's got Sam Laporta and Trey McBride. Yep. His number one receiver is Nico Collins. So his team right now is Lamar Jackson, Will Levis, then Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, and his flex mm-hmm. and Nico Collins. So no running backs, no wide receiver twos. Interesting uh way to go. But I understand where like he's like, okay, I have I need to get young at quarterback. And I understand why he went
1: Will Levis. little risky maneuver, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh next pick, sedated fork took his second rookie pick, uh, which that would be pick 106. 106, <laughs> yep. Which uh I found out later will be Brock Bowers. If he's available, if he would be available, which I would imagine he has, he has picked five and six. I can't imagine Brock Bowers going in the oh, top yeah. four. So he's getting he's getting Bowers in a
0: Dunze here, which probably I like that. So he's got Brock Bowers, Puka Nakua, Roma Dunze, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. I love the youth. And I love that. Like that's a, that's a really good upside dynasty team where he probably won't come in and win this first year, but like in two to three, you know, like yeah. even as soon as next year, he got a team that's a good competitor. It depends how the rest of his draft goes.
1: Uh, I found this out later, which was unfortunate to me because I was hoping with one of my future picks to sneak in and get Brock Bowers, but it sounds like he would most likely be gone. So uh, last two picks of the round, D.K. Metcalf at 5'11". And then, Matt, you were up at
2: 5'12". Yeah, and at 5'12", I I actually picked the other Seattle wide receiver. Um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba... Sorry, Jackson Smith and Jigba. There is another wide receiver on that team as well, but I wouldn't be taking him here. Uh, Jack, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba Loved love the tape coming out. Obviously, didn't have the year that we all wanted him to have. Um,
1: what kind of year we expected? But though I
2: was, that's exactly what I was going to say. But kind of the year we expected. Slow playing it. Um, it's probably going to be another couple seasons before he really hits his stride and becomes the player that we we all think he's going to be. And and interestingly enough. It, you know, DK Metcalf is obviously the alpha there now, but in two years I could see that flipping. And, and it being Jackson Smith and Jigba, I just think he is a more well-rounded wide receiver. He, I don't know how well DK Metcalf's, uh, let's just say his frustrations, on-field frustrations, will play with the new coaching staff. I think Pete Carroll was really good about that kind of stuff and being able to manage personalities and kind of keep him cooled, um, as as much as you possibly can. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if D.K. Metcalf's outbursts become more frequent once um, P. Carroll's gone. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, my pick is more about Jackson Smith and Jigba than it is about D.K. Metcalf. And and he's just a, a really well-rounded wide receiver and, and does everything really well. There's going to be some uncertainty uh, whether or not Geno Smith is going to be back uh, for as a long-term type of guy or the new coaching staff's going to bring somebody in. But regardless, Jackson Smith is in Jig was just an ultra-talented guy.
0: And how do you follow that up at 6-1, the first pick in the sixth round?
2: And At 6-1, I ended up going T. Higgins, a guy that's set to hit free agency here. Um, worst case scenario is he's back in Cincinnati um, and he's playing number two to, to Jamar Chase, which we've seen him be a borderline wide receiver one when he's healthy for a full season. And here he is... My third guy. Um, this was one of my favorite picks of
1: yours, Matt, personally. Yeah. I thought this was really good value here. I think he belongs in the same conversation as Pittman and Moore and Devonta Smith and those guys. I, I think he belongs in that same tier, same conversation. And his ceiling, I mean, like you said, worst case scenario, we know he can ball out with Cincinnati. He's been a top 15 wide receiver before with them. Yep. But if he's the number one receiver somewhere else, I mean, we could we could see that skyrocket with
0: a heavy target share. And I really like Matt's team here. What he's what he's done so far: Jordan Love, Brock Purdy uh, at quarterback, Jalen Waddell, Jackson Smith, and Jigba T. Higgins there at receiver, and Dalton Kate at tight end. I mean, you're just he's got youth everywhere. It's definitely very. So I'm we're talking around. before I was like the first six rounds, four or six rounds. You want to build a core. I, I I think Matt, you know, being at one twelve here, no trades whatsoever, did a really excellent job. Uh, build in the core that you want, which is the the, the young receivers, the core top-end tight end, and two good-quality quarterbacks. So he's faded running back here, where I kind of reached on Kenneth Walker because I saw him in that last tier. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see how he, how, how he does the rest of his team at running back. But at least he has a young team, but also a young team here that could compete in year one if Jackson Smith... Jigba is a solid wide. If he puts up wide receiver two numbers, and T. Higgins does go somewhere, it could be a wide receiver one. To go along with Jalen Waddle, who outside of this year was a wide receiver one, his first two years of the league. So, after T. Higgins at six one, it goes to six two, and we go Zay Flowers to Jared. Then we go Jordan Addison, then Travis Etienne, then rookie pick one seven. Then it goes Kyle Pitts to Peter, and I will say, I was a little, uh, I was really hoping Kyle Pitts would fall back to me. I
1: really, was. <laughs> I was hoping that as well, but I knew he wasn't going to get past you, so I kind of lost hope. Because
0: when I when I was looking at Drake London at uh, when I took Anth Walker at five four, and I was looking at um, Drake London, I was really considering Kyle Pitts there. I was like, the new offense is coming in there. They're 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 gonna they're they're gonna open up a little bit more. The, we got the we got the uh they have to the Rams him. quarterback coach. <laughs>
2: they have got to use him better than Arthur Smith. And, did. The, and this anybody is just, does. This I mean. is
0: just great value.
2: It is. It's and a good pick.
1: It I is was, a little surprising with him because we had two guys take two top tight ends. Harbaugh took Laporta and McBride, and then we had Peter take uh both both Pitts and Hawkinson. So interesting strategy there. I don't love it, I don't hate it. I understand kind of bullying up at tight end a a little bit, but on the flip side in a perfect world, you're not wanting to have to start your tight ends in your flex spots, unless they are going to ball out. And these guys could. So we'll see.
0: And that gives them cushion for Hockinson to come back next year. And if Kyle Pitts does ball out, now he's in a good position to trade one of these guys and he'll get Something very good in return. So Absolutely. I like I like this pick. I have no mm-hmm. problem doubling down. I would double down here if I had to, if Kyle Pitts was still on the board. And there's still a part of me going, man, I wish I got Kyle Pitts, but I'm okay with the tight ends I got, so we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So... After Kyle Pitts, it goes Travis Kelsey, and again, this is going to a team when we said he took Tyreek Hill, he had a pivot to a win now, and he's right on track, right? Anthony Richardson, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill, Bryn Ayuk, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. That's a good win now team, and wait till his next pick, it's also a win now pick as well. So it goes Travis Kelsey, then it goes Josh Jacobs, and then I'm on a clock here at pick number six, number six, nine. Didn't see this one coming. And, you know, I have Marvin Harrison Jr. I have Garrett Wilson. I have Justin Herbert and Watson. And I'm looking at tight ends, and I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I can get a tight end when it comes back. You know, c- could I take James Cook here to, to solidify my uh, running back position? I could. But I felt no, pretty, no, no,
2: no. Give me that tiny tank.
0: I, I felt, yeah, I felt pretty good about some of these veteran running backs. I thought I'd be able to get later, and I was right. And I took Tank Dell, <laughs> and you know, I know it's surprising, but this is somebody I can't, I can't deny. When I saw that they brought back Bobby Slonick and they gave him a raise, what, what? they brought back Gerard Johnson, the quarterback coach, and it gave him a raise. This was a player. When Noah Brown got, got hurt, the visual of that, you little, little, want to say so like, so the much. little,
2: the, the one man tanks, the little tiny tanks. Oh, I've seen those. <laughs> That's just what I pictured in my mind. When I said that, I'm sorry. When, <laughs> no,
0: when Noah Brown got hurt week two, tank Dell entered the game. And from weeks two to week 12, he was wide receiver 13 overall. He was nuts. And he averaged 17.6 Ooh. point points per game. In just 10 games, he had 47 catches for 709 yards and seven touchdowns. He's my wide receiver three year. So not only am I extremely young at receiver, I have Garrett Wilson tank Dell and Marvin Harrison jr. I feel I feel very in Justin Herbert. If every if, if Deshaun Watson busts out, Kenneth Walker's out of the league in two years. I know the core of my team mm. is set for the, the heart, like the number one positions I really want. I know I could find a running back anywhere. Um, Worst case, if I have to trade for an older quarterback, I could probably make that happen if I could compete. But I feel really good about my receivers. So I take take Dell here. I thought, again, I thought it was tremendous value. I mean, when I'm looking at guys, I I, I could have considered Debo Samuel here as somebody who I was possibly interested, in, and Jaden Reed was somebody I was also interested in here. But I could not pass up exactly what was on the field as a rookie, from a third-round pick in Tank Dell, and the fact that they didn't lose their offensive coordinator, they didn't lose their quarterback coach. Like we said, same thing about the Lions um, offense. Everything's still intact. I'm going to expect that C.J. Strouds will be better. they have a better rapport next year. I can expect about 17 points per game from Tank Dell mm-hmm. going next season. They don't need a attack receiver. You know it's a deep draft because they have young guys in Nico Collins and Tank Dell, so I feel very good about this. I think this is really good value for my team. Yeah. So after that it goes eight ten and then it goes James Cook. And then six ten. Yeah, six <clears> ten. <throat> I apologize. And then Garrett, you're at six eleven here. Where do you go?
1: Yeah, I went with uh what I felt was was the best receiver on the board. Uh, a guy that's, you know, kind of right in the middle of his prime right now. He's shown us a lot this year. And uh, that's a guy in Debo Samuel. You know, at times he can put up legitimate wide receiver one numbers. We saw him finish the year as wide receiver three a few years back. Had another really good year. Went on the field. He was a little dinged up, but went on the field. Really good numbers. Uh, So getting to pair him up with DJ Moore feels like two solid receivers that he didn't have to pay a lot for. You know, I, I like to typically take receivers earlier, but just with the depth that receiver in today's league, it has pushed down the priority of these receivers a little bit for me. So when I can wait till the end of round four and the end of round 11 and still get DJ Moore and Debo Samuel... I feel pretty good about it. And this was definitely a spot here where I made a conscious decision to. With Pitts and Kelsey going off the board, I talked about it in our buy and sell episode when I was talking about TJ Hawkinson. At tight end, you are, you are either the haves or the have nots. And there's a lot of tight ends that are disguised as haves that are really more or less have nots. That's even my boy that I love, Cole Komet. Like, even. Uh, David Njoku, depending on the situation. Even Dallas Goddard, who was my cell. Even, like, I know these guys are good names, but to me, the production is not going to be that much different. So I made the conscious decision like, you know what, that sucks. I missed tight end. That's a bummer. I'm going to just keep taking the mm-hmm. best available player on the board. Right or wrong? I don't know, but that's the way I like to attack it. I'm still going to go with the best player available. So, uh Yeah that that's I mean, the other decision I, reason I went with Debo. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, obviously you, you know, you said there are a lot of wide receivers and, and for you that kind of has pushed them down a little bit and kind of prioritized some other things. The only problem with that is you, you end up with a wide receiver that only has a couple of years left. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, then the other guy being Debo Samuel. I mean, so <laughs> I mean, like where, where are you going to be in two years? dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the only problem I see with your strategy. Got but. it, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the, totally computes.
0: <laughs> so then it goes Dallas Goddard at 6-12. And right into that, we go into seventh round, the 7-1. So he double-dipped here, Garrett. He,
1: he, he's another uh, tight end double-dipper. Went with uh, George Kittle. And look, neither one of those players are bad players. But to me, they're just part of the noise. They're, just, they're, they're not those elite guys. And so I'm not going to, be, to spend... To be
0: we, fair, Kittle still... He's not as consistent, but he's still pretty elite, and it's pretty damn good value on he, Kittle here. He is, he is very row.
2: good every once in a while. He's very good three <laughs> games a year. <laughs> it is just very hard to rely on George Kittle. Like, I think I think his name is bigger than his actual fantasy production because he's a hell of a tight end. He's great for his real NFL life, team. Like, real life fan. tight end five on a year, fantastic. And but but I, look
1: at he's another one of those guys that's in the twelve point range. Like twelve point seven points per game, which you know, is point
0: one point more and, than and David I, and Joe And I
2: bet you if you looked on it, you know, from a every week basis, it's very up and down.
0: I mean, he had the one week where he scored 1.1 1. 1 points. I'd like to know what was behind that. Well,
1: and the the week before that was 27, and then the week before that was 1.9.
2: Yeah,
0: so he so like, had two dog games.
2: And then, you know, so he's he's all over them, a four-point game, a five-point game. So, so P, yeah, PPR, four four point nine six sixteen one point nine 6, 16, 1.9, 27.7, 1.1, 13, 23.9, 20, 22, 4.9, it's just – it's it's all over the map, and you're up and down. You never know what you're going to get, and and it's great if you only have to start him occasionally. But if it's George Kittle, likely you've got him. You've you at one point paid a, a, a an amount that you you don't, you don't love that production <laughs> week in and week
1: out. And at that point, I would rather wait eleven rounds and pick yeah. up Darren Waller. Yep. Or some, something that
0: and sometimes that twelve point seven could be give you top three or six. I mean, the year before he averaged uh thirteen point four points per game and finishes tight end three overall. So he's still I still look at that. I, I understand you get a little bit of a roller coaster with George Kittle, but you, like you said, you're gonna get a lot of roller coaster with a lot of these guys sure. uh, going forward.
1: So I did think this is really good value. So where do we go after that? I, I George get it Kittle? and I, I think that's just my strategy. Like at that point, I'm just not gonna pay for tight end anymore. Like right. I'm either I get the top guy or I'm out. All right,
2: so it. uh no, I'm going to take. I'll take round seven. We already did George Kittle. Okay, uh,
1: top, that's why I asked. Him. Well,
2: oh, okay. That's true. Uh, <laughs> well, fine then. You go fine. ahead. Fine. Then Just you take it from. Do it. All right, because we got to uh, we got to start hustling a little we bit. We're, we're almost, we're almost the at the 40 minutes of, yeah. here. We knew that was. Oh yeah. Happen. So
0: listen, we're going to pick up the pace that's In about theory. other people's teams. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: so oh, apparently my series on. Look at that. Okay. No, yeah, we had to, to
2: pick up the pace there. Yeah, all right, the so way. you picked a one one nine here. Yeah.
1: Uh, one, one eight. One eight? eight. One eight. eight. Okay. So in the back of my mind, I was hoping that I would get Brock Bowers. I knew it was probably a long shot. Sure. Uh, but I was hoping maybe he would slip and fall. But if not, then I'm picking up my wide receiver three in a really, really strong wide receiver class, giving me a little bit of youth there. But it would also give me leverage if later on I wanted to trade for the tight end that I wanted. So that was kind of my thought process there is. Everybody gets excited around draft time. Then maybe I can use utilize this to get the the, the tight end that I'm going to need because I'm going to need one. Spoiler alert: I have like no tight ends on my whole draft. Like I <laughs> I, I have one drafted the entire time. Granted, I was going to take Juwan Johnson and then I got auto pick because I was driving up here. But but all of that being said, like I intentionally just made the decision at this point. I'll I'll trade a third round pick later for Juwan sure, Johnson or sure. I'll whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a guy like that. And I'll figure out that position because I don't want to pay a premium. Now, I'd rather figure it out.
0: And honestly, like one eight, one eight come draft date, and maybe your first next year. Do you feel like you compete? Might be able to get you TJ Hawkinson.
1: You know, someone uh, Absolutely. Lines.
0: Absolutely. So I don't mind at all. So after Garrett took 1-8, where'd we go, Matt?
2: Uh, we went Jaden Reed uh, for the next pick at 7-3. And that that's a fantastic pick right now. it. Uh, I consider yeah, my last pick. Yeah. So
0: love this player. I have am ranked higher than anybody here on the show, um, and I'm up next at uh, pick seven four. I do not have a tight end yet, and this which is was rare for you. It was. It's just how again. This is how the draft played out, which I normally don't let it play out this way. But this draft played out. They're that nerd way.
1: members. They know. They, and they know. I our wasn't going to reach, yep.
0: but I'm. Feel, I felt very good about this pick. I'm going to pick a pick at tight end here for a player come off his absolute best year yet. Mm-hmm who's only 27, and for the most part, historically, we see tight ends take that big step forward, 27, 28, 29 years old, where they're in their prime. And it's David Njoku. On top of that, I have Deshaun Watson as well. So I get the tight end here. That was the number one overall tight end from weeks, um, week eight on. He was the number one overall fancy tight end from week in the second I, half of the I year. I think
1: that's the hard part for me. If it was Joe Flacco, I would love this pick.
0: And I get it. I get <laughs> But <that>. it's not. <laughs> I understand it as well, but the Browns still need a really good number tight it, end. It, it's this, not. This is more about the player himself. Like an athletic he, a freak, a monster, really dominated. I think Stefanski is still the offensive coordinator there. Even though they hire Ken Dorsey, sure. Stefanski will still call the plays. I think David Njoku will still be heavy, heavily involved in the game plan. So for me to get a guy who can give me potentially – Tight end five, tight end six numbers. Probably worst case he's tight end eight and tight end premium. Like at least I I have a guy that I can count on every single week that I'm no longer um reaching for or hoping to turn the better. A guy like Jake Ferguson and you know, a guy like Evan Ingram, who I thought I could get value, but I was like, you know what? I'll get David Njoku and I'll just make sure my I grab another tight end soon to back that up a little bit more. So that's yeah. I went David Njoku.
2: All right, uh, so let's instead of backing this up, let's get it moving forward. Uh, Seven point five uh, is Rashad White. I think at this point, that, that's that's great value. He was running back four in the year. Obviously, none of us here think he's a long term solution. He's just he's very ineffective still from a uh, yards per carry standpoint. But um, you can't deny the that he outperformed what we all expect. Drastically. Yeah. Good value. And then, st- then uh, 7.6, Stefan Diggs. This was the the player that, uh, the, or the team that, that drafted Anthony Richardson, Dak. And then, yeah, Tyreek Hill, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Travis Kelsey, uh, Rasheed Rice, and uh, Stefan Diggs. So this was the, the win now.
0: Crushed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's built a really he, solid win now team. Yeah, he
2: won from Anthony Richardson, you know, with his first pick which is a bit of a wild card to a very stacked kind of win now team. Um And then next Peter was up with Chris Godwin at, at seven 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 eight Kirk cousins, which this is uh, the, the, the pick that we were talking about when uh, the, the, when the team had Jamar chase and then CD yeah. lamb as his, his first two picks. And really he, I think saved his team by getting Baker Mayfield and, and Kirk cousins in the fifth and then seventh rounds this, respectively. This, this pick was, I I do think it
1: was the best pick in the draft. And I was even, even at the, where I made my one eight pick, I was considering Kirk cousins there. Uh, I thought about taking him towards the beginning of the round. It, and pick? I, I thought I might even be able to get a quarterback at one eight. If I really wanted to one eight, what, what are you? Rookie pick one. Oh, rookie pick one eight. Oh, rookie rookie pick eight. Okay. So sorry. The beginning you, of the seventh round. Yeah. 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 Um, so, it, but it, Kirk cousins was very tempting. There. I thought about
0: Kirk cousins over in, in Joe Cook, And I was like, man, cause this would be a really good trade piece. I'll yeah. build an upgrade. But then for the stake of the startup too, I was like, yeah, but what if I can't,
1: you know what right. I mean? Like, right. so like, I'm just going to go and ahead it's and hard. The it's just I a work. mock. We don't know how it would yeah. really play out. Yeah. But I was
2: hoping that he would get back to me and, th- and he was going to be my third guy, but I, I was okay with another tremendous guy that was on value. the board. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was okay that I didn't end up getting him. but, um, seven, nine, Terry McLaurin, um, at seven ten, Isaiah Pacheco. Seven uh, eleven, <clears throat> Jared picked uh, Alvin Kamara. And around here, back to back picks. Yeah, and then then I was up here at seven twelve. I end up going DeAndre Swift. I, I needed to get a a running back here. It's your first one. This is my first one. Um, and they really were just dwindling. Uh, there there wasn't much much left on the board, and obviously you know Swift had a, a pretty decent year this year. Um, missed a little bit of. Or no, he had a little bit of a downturn. Uh, I don't think. He, I think he actually played all the games, didn't he? he? He he went from
1: no touches, yeah, to in week two all the touches, all the touches, and like two, three, four, yeah. And then it just kind of was meh. It was, some, of it, was of odd, it was it was some odd it was some
2: odd usage at times. Yeah, he's um, a free agent. He's a free agent. He's on a one year deal. I think I think he's gonna come back. I think he's gonna come back as well. And from from the main core of the season, from weeks
0: two to week eleven in PPR leagues. So like. Most of your regular fantasy season, DeAndre Swift was running back five overall. Yeah, yeah. He, he did pretty well. Uh, just wish
1: he would have helped you in the playoffs a little more. Correct. Uh, it's and Travis Kelsey. Yep, didn't help you at all.
2: And they ended. Up, they end up getting rid of all their coordinators there, right? Yep. I mean, and bringing and in new starting scratch
1: basically. <laughs> yeah,
0: all, everybody.
2: So it's Sirianni and Sirianni.
0: It. It's not my fault. It's all of your <laughs> yeah. guys' fault. I'm just a head coach.
2: <laughs> so, so we'll see what we get out of DeAndre Swift. I I would expect that he probably didn't do well enough to go get some big deal elsewhere. And he is a hometown guy there in, mm-hmm. in Philly. Yep, so I would, I Philly. would expect him to stay as well. And then they figure it out. And I, I to, and so. I, and I think he's going to be a guy that maybe gets utilized a little bit more consistently, hopefully in this new next offensive system. Peace out, Kenneth. At least that's what I'm hoping for this pick. Um, and then my <laughs> next pick eight one, I want Javante Williams, a good guy. Pick, yeah. A guy value. That at this point, I feel like is really good value. He's going to be the full year done with his, Big old knee injury, and Sean Payton is going to unleash him, I think, in year two uh, under his under his system. They, they brought in uh, Carmichael, who was the Saints' offensive coordinator and, and who was Leco. They brought him as an offensive consultant guy. So I think they're just going to make this kind of New Orleans West. Right? I, think,
0: I think the way all three of these teams went, you know, Sedated Fork, Jared, and you, shows exactly why you're able to fade running back. And startup drafts because here we are in round seven. So you said it went Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah those look Pacheco. great. Yep. Alvin Kamara, who has offers great upside. You go DeAndre Swift and Javante Williams, and then right after them at eight two and eight three, it goes Najee Harris and David Montgomery. Yep. Again, really good value at running back guys. You one hundred percent could start in your roster in your lineup, and they're going here in eighth round. So it does provide you the vi- ability to fade running back. Go get those quarterbacks. Make sure you grab one of those good tight ends. There's so much depth at receiver, but grab some of those good guys, knowing that you're going to get two guys that you could start. And yeah, maybe they're short-term windows, but again, all running backs are short-term windows. It's hashtag two to three-year window on those, and you replace those guys in your rookie drafts.
2: I I almost never go away from a startup. Feeling great about my running backs, almost never. Sure, <laughs> it's
1: just because that's not the position that you're. you're it's not you're what valuing. I'm, It's
2: not what I'm focused on. It's not yeah. what I'm valuing. I see them just how you you presented it there, Rich, as short-term assets. I'll get a guy that is going to last me two years or maybe one year, and regardless, that's okay because that's how I see most of them. And you just got to keep replenishing that that spot. And as long as you're good everywhere else, it does make it a lot easier to. Hit on late round guys and and be trying to get late round or even just make little trades for for older guys.
0: All right, so at eight four here it goes Mike Evans, which you know if you it, it, you can't go wrong with a guy who's consistently wide receiver one and can probably get a good solid two to three year deal. Um, you a think lot of fake money.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say you think he's gone, right? He's not gonna be in Tampa Bay next year.
0: He said he was gonna leave, but yeah. they have the right amount of money you know, everything's on the table. Sure. Everything's so we'll negotiable. So Mike Evans goes at eight, four Jake Ferguson goes eight, five, which, you know, if again, you're if you're looking for a tight end, a guy who can give you tight end one numbers, but in that, that range of a lot of guys numbers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think Jake Ferguson showed some stuff this He year. does. He, he looks good. And in the
0: playoffs yeah. again, it wasn't CeeDee Lamb. It was Jake Ferguson was the target. We So, When you're, this is a perfect guy to get for like upside, right? Like you're not, you're not trapped in that mid tier bubble. There's still room to grow there with a guy like Jake Ferguson. Definitely for somebody that Zach has a really good rapport, Dak does have a really good rapport with and seems to like. Then it goes Cooper Cup at 8 6, Brian Robinson at 8 7, Devontae Adams at 8 8. And then I'm in the clock here at 8 9. And I'm looking at some guys, I'm looking at some youth, but. When it when I'm looking at value again, so I'm always trying to get value here from mm-hmm. like from this point on. I have my core in place. Everything else going forward is I'm just looking for value. Yep. Because once I get into this range and going on, it's like okay, I'm looking for players I could trade for higher for higher production or higher than their asset here where I'm where I'm drafting them. I um. I could dump them if it doesn't pan out and I have no long-term value. So right. I'm just chasing value from this point forward. And I feel like I get pretty good value here in Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, despite bringing Calvin Ridley and all this other, you know, everything happened out there. We thought Calvin Ridley would suffer because of or uh, yep. Christian Kirk would suffer because of Calvin Ridley. He did not. He was, was still a, a very, very good fancy football wide receiver all the way up until he got hurt. And he missed
2: the last five games, it looks like.
0: So, you missed the last five games. So, and that's week-
2: when Ridley really started taking off again,
0: correct? So, weeks one through let's see here be
2: 13, I think.
0: So, weeks one through 13, week one, he wasn't able to do anything at all. So, I'm gonna go from weeks two through 13 here. We're gonna cherry pick a little more. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's, but it's still make sure, good, get, make sure to get the good ones. Yeah, you know, he was he Take was out week out. seven, he was a low end <laughs> wide receiver, too. Who I got as my wide receiver four. Sure. So this is somebody and again, Calvin Ridley's a free agent. So he's leaving. Now the Jaguars would be smart enough to um get ahead there and grab a young receiver, but Christian Kirk's still on the money deal. He's still gonna have a good rapport with Trevor Lawrence. So I th- I was like, man, I'm getting somebody who can put up wide receiver two numbers as my wide receiver four. This gives me a really good ammo for when somebody needs wide receiver help to go out there and make a trade, Mm -hmm. whether it be for rookie picks or a position of need, especially a running back shouldn't be any problem whatsoever getting for like Christian Kirk. So I just, this green value on a player, like
2: I don't have a lot of shares of Christian Kirk, almost none. He was number, he was uh, wide receiver 12 in 2022. That was before Calvin really got there.
0: Yeah, with Trevor Lawrence. So a wide receiver, when Calvin really wasn't there, was a wide receiver one overall. And I couldn't pass it the value. I, I consider George Pickens here, but you know I can't. You know he's like he's kind of a knucklehead. Like I don't feel as secure about Christian. Christian Kirk seemed like a nice safe pick for
1: me. Yeah. With like
2: plus Arthur Smith. I mean, I, well,
1: I, did we know that at this point? At least I didn't when I made my next pick. I, did. I didn't know it until right after I made my next oh. pick, and then I checked Twitter and I was like,
2: <laughs> "Son of a gun!" This is gonna so it be goes terrible. George
1: Pickens
0: actually next at eight ten, and uh-huh. then Garrett, you're on a clock here at eight eleven.
1: I felt great until I saw the news about getting Deontay Johnson here. Guy, he's, he's, he's a steady receiver. I thought, you know what? They can't, can't be an offensive coordinator that's worse than Matt Canada that they're going to hire. Oh,
2: there can be. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> the Steelers are basically just a watered-down version of what he already had in Atlanta. Two pass-catching options, but not as good as the two that were in Atlanta and a big physical back that isn't as good as B. John Robinson. He's going to make this bad offense even worse. So, yeah, so I don't feel nearly as good about this pick as when I actually made the pick, <laughs> as I did three minutes later when I saw Twitter, and I was like, oh, my god!" Should should have taken Amari Cooper. If I would have known that, I 100% would have taken Amari What do
2: you think is going to happen to the Twitterverse when Jalen Warren gets all the carries. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just they bring back Jalen <laughs> Samuels, and he's the leading rusher. <laughs> it's
1: going
0: to be insane. Yeah, it's going to be, be something bad. Yeah. It's, he's going to do something. The seventh-round
1: draft pick they take. That's
0: So after Garrett takes uh, Deontay Johnson at 8-11, at 8-12 it goes Nick Chubb, upside running back. So oh, a
1: Huge upside. Huge so upside. we're through
0: eight rounds here, and I know we're at almost an hour. Yep. So we don't want to cheat this draft. We don't. So what we're going to do for the nerd herd is we're going to go the nerd herd then. I mean, we still have 12 more rounds to go. So we, there's still some good players to talk about and why we want to they, want, down down they want to break down our
1: thoughts. I think that's the big thing is like why we did what we did.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead and move the last 12 rounds to the nerd episode. If we we're still, still got to go
1: really fast, cause we've only cool.
0: So we've done four rounds. Or, we've done, know, done eight. So we're going to talk, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the back end, which is special honestly, bonus
2: four-hour <laughs> nerd, nerd episode. Really important information too, it because is, these are players is.
0: that are like, this is, this is the difference between winning championship and not winning championship your depth, right? Like, yep. we're looking at depth
1: here and what kind of upside you can get. So, there but, was an oddity that happened in the second half that I want to discuss. And there's still first I,
2: round draft picks.
1: Bingo. The, that's the biggest thing that I was surprised in all of this is how late a lot of these picks went. So, I started getting a little pick happy because yep. they were too good of value. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I be full disclosure too? You forgot
0: about the picks, didn't you? I did not forget about the picks. No. I didn't want to go through and count all the kickers to see what pick was with. <laughs> you forgot about the sheet, because I'm so first of Wait, all. Wait, there was a sheet. I just counted every you time. You forgot the sheet too. <laughs> what
2: sheet? So it was in the chat. There was a sheet oh, tracking all of the.
0: I the didn't know. The, oh, I didn't know there was a sheet. Uh, and mistakes. Here's a problem with me, unfortunately. I am colorblind. So uh,
1: that makes it even harder. So, if you didn't know there was a
0: sheet <laughs> on on sleeper, the wide receivers and the kickers look exactly the same to me, like exactly the same. I see almost. I see the very subtle difference between the wide receiver. And I'm looking at it uh, right it's now. It's because it's
1: purple and blue.
0: So they look almost exactly the same to me. So I, I didn't want to take the time because I know we were pressed for time to right. get this draft done at this point. I didn't want to go through and count all the kickers <laughs> and see what if pick was. If you would have known there
1: was a sheet, that would have changed the game for you.
0: Maybe. I don't know because I'm so happy with the players that sure, got them. Sure, sure. So before we deploy, so that that was my problem. I was like, dude, why would we pick like defensive players or something so I can count these easier because they look exactly <laughs> the same. I could
2: not differentiate the two. I don't I didn't even know what picks I was getting at some points. So I was like, I just want I just want Not yeah. want any of these. Players. I saw at
0: one point, I was like, <laughs> I'm just taking rookie picks. I don't care what it was. Now I will say that would have had a lot more say in my future picks sure. on what picks were available. But again, being colorblind. I was feel like I was being taken advantage of for my disabilities,
2: <laughs> and there I'm, was a sheet. I see it. Now. I'm gonna draft I'm tracker. gonna make
0: a sign. And I'm gonna protest somewhere because I am being taken uh, advantage. I'm being prejudiced against him. I'm Being prejudiced against. So uh-huh. before we wrap up the show, let's go through and say where we're at through eight rounds with our team. Garrett, you go first. From
1: one two, from the one two spot through eight for through eight rounds. Where are you? I have Josh Allen, Boris Hall, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Tajay Spears, Debo Samuel, the 1-8 pick, and Deontay Johnson.
0: I'm at 1-4, and I have Justin Herbert, Marvin Harrison Jr., the 1-3. The one three. It's, but it's Marvin Harrison Jr. The one three. Garrett Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Hank Dell, three. David Njoku, Christian Kirk, and Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and from 12. We already... We, we, all right, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Jackson Smith and Jigba, T. Higgins, DeAndre Swift, and Favorite Williams. And Favorite if you Williams. want to
0: uh, mess with Jared at all, if you hate his team and let him know it, or you love his team and don't want to let him know it. I actually like his team. He has Caleb Williams. He has the first and second draft picks. Drake May. <laughs> pick 1-1-1-2. One, 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 Chris Olave, Jonathan Taylor. Marvin Harrison Jr. DK Metcalf. <laughs> Zay Flowers. Alvin Kamara. Najee
2: Harris. And that's it.
0: And that's it. Marvin and I, Harrison, Jr. I, I can't believe just now i think thinking about this right now. 12 hours later that I didn't... <laughs> I didn't draft Leonard Fournette to be my tight end. No. I done
2: messed up. You Leroy should Jenkins.
1: 20.
0: <laughs> so we'll pick this up in the Nerd Herd. Again, we have uh, Nerd Herd content as well. Bonus show. So if you enjoy the show, leave it a rating review. If you want to get all this extra action, get to dinosaur.com. Join the Nerd Herd. You get access to the app fully. Sleeper Mini is fully accessible on Sleeper with a uh, full GM membership. The film room, the prospect grades. All that and more, and how much stuff we have in the pipeline coming to nerds just in 2024 and the app in 2024. Whoo, you want to get on this action now. Take advantage, get in there, leave us a rate interview on the podcast. We'll be back next week with our 10 year anniversary show. What unbelievable! Adios.